the aorist indicative. I've got to talk about that. In the aorist indicative, you would think that what you would have is this. I'm going to go to the center board here. Let me, let me do the subjunctives first. Let me do the subjunctives. In the subjunctives, you have this. To do, to dos, to do, to do men. These are the subjunctives, to do and to do Alright? With the circumflexes. Now, Eric, how do you do the aorus? Simple, could hardly be easier. There we are, okay? I mean, these are wonderful forms. You're just looking for stems. That's all you're doing. Now, you'd think that this would be the case as you move from imperfect to airs, so that you have this. And you do and didus, and and didus, and then you have and didamen, and didatef, and and didasam. All right. Now, if this were a perfect world, this is what you'd have. You'd take this out, and you'd get edun, edus, edu. Edament, edit, edison, except it doesn't work like that. Now, just don't look at your books here for a second. In actual fact, you do see these forms. Edament, edit, edison. You do see those forms in the New Testament. That is to say, it's just like the imperfect, I took the did out. It's the singular that's the difficulty, and this was also true in classical Greek. That is to say, instead of this, they went to a very odd formation with a kappa, like this. Edoka, edokas, edoka. My land. That looks like a perfect, except there's no reduplication on the front. So as a matter of fact, that is the perfect. Dedoka, dedokas, dedoka. But with just, with just an epsilon for the augment. You get edoka, edokas, edoka. I gave, you gave, he gave. Then we would call these, we would call these weak forms because they have a key letter in them. We would call these strong forms because they don't. So, bits, this was the layout for classical Greek. Weak forms in the singular, strong forms in the plural. That's the way it was in classical Greek. Uh, you find these forms in classical times. I've seen inscriptions in Greece from 500 BC, got these forms on. Now, what happened also in New Testament times is they simply and rather logically extended this 
to give you adokamen, adokate, adokam. So you see those two, adokamen, adokate, adokam. You have a choice, actually, to see either one of these sets of forms in the plural. I mean, this is kind of like inflammable and flammable or something like that. This is flammable. It's become more regular. This is inflammable. It's the more classical way to say it. So, this would translate out, I gave, you gave, he gave. And then either one of these, he, we gave, you gave, they gave. That's the way that is. Now, I want you to notice, and this point that I'm going to make next is very critical for you to see. I explained this sort of backwards, not doing the indicative first. And there's a reason for that. It's the indicative that's the odd man out. I want you to look in your books now on page 226. The indicative is given to you in 3A. But I want you to look at 3B, C, D, and E. And notice that the aorist subjunctive has no kappa. It's a strong form. The imperative has no kappa. The infinitive has no kappa. And the participle has no kappa. So in other words, basically, this form, the doff form, the simple doff form, is the form that is essentially used for all of the forms of this verb outside the indicative mood. It is the indicative forms that are the odd forms, the odd man out. So, as I say, that's why rather than starting with the indicative, I start to explain it from the standpoint of the other forms. All the other forms, the participle forms, the subjunctive forms, they'll all have no copy. It is this sort of oddity that came up in the indicative, especially in the singular, always in the singular, and sometimes in the plural. As a matter of fact, my observation suggests this, that in general, when the verb did me is used by itself, you use these, but when it's in a compound, like para did me or prus me or apa me then they tend to go with these forms over here. But uh, uh, let me summarize this then. With didomi and tipin, you have two extremely old verbs that are uh, still using very old formations. These old formations are essentially characterized by no connecting vowels. So you're always putting stuff, like here, look at these plurals. You're always putting stuff right onto that vowel that's at the end of the step. And that same thing is true here. I put a couple of middle passives just so you can see those. You can see that those go right on. So essentially, the O vowel one, 
is going to have either a short O or a long O. And the tip they need is a long E or a short E. That is to say, an A. In the first principal part, you're always going to have a reduplication of first consonant with a yota in between. In the third principal part, you never have the reduplication of the initial consonant. That's your first and major clue. I mean, if you just knew that, you'd probably get right about 80% of the forms, if you just knew that. So uh, that is absolutely critical. Right, second major point. All of the forms, all of the forms in the airs, with the exception of the indicative, use the strong formations with the delta and omicron or the theta and epsilon, but in the indicative, they use this kappa, also tithemi, which goes like this. F-the-ka, you know, the long vowel there. F-the-kas and F-the-kat. Also that. And then the plural is either F-the-kamen, F-the-kat, or it's F-the-men, That's the air's indicative active. I placed, you placed, he placed. Exactly. And that kappa is never in any other forms, only the indicative forms. So when you're doing subjunctives, participles, infinitives, imperatives, all those, you never have that kappa. What's going to happen for the perfect, the fourth, I'm moving on now to one last point. When you're, when you're talking about the perfect, you are going to have let me move over here. You are going to have a reduplication, but the reduplication is going to be with an epsilon in between. This changes. Instead of eta, it's epsilon yoda. Just remember, at that time, they were both pronounced the same as e. So this would have been Tedoka, Tethika, and if that had been an Ada, it would have been Tethika in exactly the same way. Uh, uh, probably they did this to help to distinguish from the Aorist over there, which is Tethika with, with an Ada in it. But what's key to see here is what's the letter in between the reduplication? It's an epsilon. So when you're identifying these forms, you do a two-step process. Here's how you do it. The first step is this. Number one, is there a reduplication? If it's no, we don't. it's going to be an aorist. If it's yes, it's going to be a present imperfect from the first principal part, or a perfect, possibly blue perfect, from the fourth principal part. So then you have step two. If it's yes, then you ask yourself, 
what letter is between If it's a yoda, it's principal part one. If it's an epsilon, it is principal part four. Maybe I'll, instead of doing one and two, I'll do A and B here so it doesn't look like principal parts. Right. Did you mean indicative? Yeah, it could be future and so on too. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Then, then at that point, you're going to have to ask yourself, you know, is there a sigma or something like that? Right, right. Yeah. What? Yes, go to yes. Yes. Is there a reduplication? Is there a reduplication? Yes. 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 Present. Then it's either a present or an imperfect. Oh, imperfect. imperfect. Or it's a perfect blueprint. Yeah, yeah. So let's just try this here a little bit. And we'll stay over here. Let's put up some forms.
And now here, if I do this, I'm going to have to have do not. Then I have to go do not. All right? But let's skip the top one for a second here. Clearly, this is what? Present subjunctive. This is? Present participle. This is? Aorist participle. And this is? Aorist infinitive. Yeah. All right. Now this, what would this be? Imperative, because it doesn't have an augment on the front. I mean, if you just kind of remember, second person plural with the aorist, you have Lisatez indicative, Lisatez imperative. So, I mean, whatever. Remember, the tests, like for the qualifier, are, are multiple choice, right? So any, any choice that is present or imperfect is clearly wrong. You're going to be reduced to the aorists. If you have to choose between aorist indicative active and aorist imperative active, you should be able to get it even if you don't know the form. Why? Yeah, there's an augment. An aorist indicative active would have to have edita like that. Yeah, exactly. See, so this the me verbs are really kind of fun because it's just a matter of checking out the clues and they're all sort of classic. You got a D on the front or you don't have a D on the front. And all the endings are absolutely the normal stuff and you slap them right onto the stem. See, the stem's a vowel stem. So you don't have to put a connecting vowel in there uh, or anything like that. There is a connecting vowel for the subjunctive, because the subjunctive is a, a different mood. But the rest of these, you put the endings right on. The ni goes right on to that, uh, to that particular one as well. The one thing that you're probably going to have to just put your thinking cap on for and watch is on page 225. And this is just a matter of kind of paying attention. This is just paying attention. <coughs> and that is this. Look at the participles in F. All right, we have deduce, deductus, deducted, deductus. No problem. Look at tithemi. Tithice, tithentus, tithenti, tithenta. What does that look like? Yeah, exactly. It looks like the aorist passive participle of verbs. Let me put this up here in, the, uh, in this part right here. In other words, when you did Leo, we'll just do the masculine singular um, of, the, uh, of Leo here. This was our aorist passive participle right here. Lethice, lethentus, lethenti, lethenta. Well, here is tithemi. Tithice, tithentus, tithentif, tithenta. Golly, that looks a lot the same. Now, rather than being depressed, let us be glad, because what this actually illustrates, finally for you, unequivocally, irrevocably, if not ineluctably, 
is that the aorist passives are done according to active forming. 